Four years have passed, it's time again to stage the main event. <laughs> Election day is drawing near, we'll pick our president. Republicans and Democrats hold national conventions. They build their party platforms to broadcast their intentions. The candidates they nominate will surely have potential. They'll have to campaign long and hard to prove their presidential. With whistle stops and photo ops and break debates and TV spots, posters, picks, even dirty tricks, they run for president. The key states are the bigger ones with larger populations. They have the electoral votes it takes to win elections. Abe Lincoln, Grant, and FDR, they all got here this way. Be sure your mom and dad get out to vote election day. After whistle stops and photo ops and great debates and TV spots, election day, we'll have our say and pick a president. Exercise your vote. Welcome to the Tank and Hatfield Podcast, number 14 for Monday, October 26th, 2020. We got eight days until the election, folks. Coming to you not so live from the new Hamster in a Wheel Studios here in Detroit, Michigan. I'm Frank the Tank Layman. And in the country music capital of the world, Nashville, Tennessee, it's my good friend and partner, Mark Hatfield. Mark, what's up? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come up with a. I'm gonna come up with a snazzy name for my studio down here since you got a new studio that you got going on up there, man. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come up with something, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Uh, we're at that time of the year. It's time to rock the vote, baby. You know, time to get out there and. Uh, Get your vote cast and do your civic duty, and uh, we got a we got a big show today. Uh, at least I think it's a big show. So we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, a lot of election coverage, and uh, we're going to see uh, see how this shapes up for us today. Yes, we will, my friend. First of all, I want to start out by thanking the audience. It, we had another record show yes uh, last week. Um, we're very excited, we're very humbled, we appreciate everybody that continues to turn it, uh, tune in and, you know, shares the program. Uh, we get bigger and bigger, it seems, every week, and, and you know, we, we just can't say enough. We thank everybody, and uh, we just want to keep this going, so you listen to the program, you know somebody... That want, uh, thinks, you know, needs to hear this program, hey, just let them listen to it. Okay. Hey, we got a yeah. lot to, we, uh, did you want to say something, Mark? No, I was just going to, I was just going to echo what you were saying there. I was going to, how much we really appreciate everybody uh, listening and, uh, and helping us out and passing on to other listeners. And uh, I know we had uh, several first-time listeners uh, last week go around because, reason I know they were first-time listeners is because they actually contacted me and told me it was their first time listening. So uh, we're just really, really happy about that. And uh, we just seem to be growing every week. And uh, we shattered our previous record. So last week was definitely our biggest week. It's going to be kind of hard to top last week, but we're yeah. going to give it a go today. Oh, yeah. You got to try for the best every week. Hey, we got, we got a long show for you. We got many topics. We're going to get in our first topic right now. Um, the topic, probably a top story, the top story for a long time that nobody's talking about. Um, 
course, the plot thickens in the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, uh, Joe's brother, the big scandal. Um, I, I know that. Yeah, well, Hunter Biden, yeah, Hunter Biden, his son, and Joe's, uh, apparently, according to this new whistleblower, it's Joe's brother is actually in this. So, uh, we're see, you know, um, nobody's reporting this story, um, and a, uh, a friend or a business partner of Hunter Biden came out and actually did a press conference on Friday, and he's basically, he basically said he has a lot of conversation saved on a phone. He, he also has texts. He says he has all this information because he's, well, he didn't exactly say he was afraid for his life, but this is what he claimed. Um... I'm going to hand it over to you, Mark. What do you think, Hatfield? Well, it, it definitely uh, is getting more interesting by the by the day. Pretty much uh, new details keep uh, coming out. I say details. Uh, a lot of stuff has been put out there, and we don't really know what's true and what's not true, do we? Because, no. I mean, we can't get anything, we can't get anything substantiated. Uh, the media is not really uh, following the story. Uh, so we're not really getting a lot of uh, information out of that. Uh, some things that have leaked about it uh, is the repair of some of the business dealings uh, have, have been on there. Uh, there's been rumors of inappropriate photos with Hunter Biden with underage girls. Uh, and I even saw that they said that one of the one of the girls on there was is the daughter of a sitting uh, Democratic senator. Uh, so that's not, you know, well, that's not a good look, uh, uh, for Hunter Biden or his father. But I guess the most, the most intriguing part to me is, you know, when I did my research and was looking back on it, um, you know, the FBI actually had this laptop in their possession while, uh, the Democrats were impeaching Trump. Yes. You know, they've had it a while back. They've had so, it since December, so, December last year. Yeah, so so that's what I mean. So I mean, so they've had this laptop since then, and they've had the and the laptop allegedly shows involvement with Burisma and, and the Ukraine and the payoffs and and whatnot, and we're just now hearing about it. So, you know, I I don't know if it's just a neglect on the ne on the media's part or if it's just uh, they don't want anything bad to come out about Biden. I don't know if you know. I mean. We all know the media tends to favor Democratic candidates. That's not a secret. That's you know, that's been that way for a long time. Um, but still, I mean, you you would think there's a there should be some sense of obligation, some sense of you know duty to uh, report this information if it's there. And I mean, I, that's just what's puzzling to me about it is that nothing is a uh, nothing seems to be getting investigated okay. with it. So therefore, any information that you find. You have to dig through, you know, uh, various other various outlets to, to try to find stuff, just to find out what's going on with it, to find out what's on the, you know, uh, you know what was on the uh, the hard drives and whatnot. So, 
I mean, I guess it's all in the eye of the beholder tank. I mean, I, I don't know uh, any other way to uh, to frame it. Um, but it, you know, the thing is, it, it it doesn't make Hunter Biden look good at all. <laughs> you know, no, so no, no, uh, there were, there were there were a lot no, of uh, no. uh, I saw I I did see some of the some of the incriminating uh, photos, and uh, you know, none of it's good. So <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I guess the 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 plan of the of the Biden campaign is, is to kind of run up the clock on it, and hopefully you know they're I guess they're just hoping it'll just go away at some point. They want to deal with it until the or you know after the election's over and just not to deal with it at all. I guess. Yeah. Um. So I want to go down the rabbit hole on this one if it's okay with you. You go right ahead. Okay. Um, okay, we know that the, uh, we know that this information has been in FBI hands since December last year, okay, um, we, we also know that, um, Joe Biden has not denied this, he has not publicly denied any of this, um, we, we also know that, you know, no news organization seems to be touching it. Even, even the, um, and, uh, he, he's normally, uh, he's normally right-leaning. Uh, he doesn't like Trump. I don't know, it's probably personal. I think maybe Trump probably insulted him at some point. Uh, even on the Drudge Report, he, he won't even report his story. Um... I have this feeling, I mean, it's, it's just me, but uh, this this uh, report wasn't supposed to leak until after maybe a Biden victory in the election. Just for this reason, um, if they've been sitting on this, that he's been taking payments, and, you know, we still don't know the full extent of it, I, I believe... Like I said last week, I, I believe this goes a lot, uh, this is a lot bigger than just Joe Biden. I believe that the communist Chinese have given a lot of money to a lot of politicians in this country. Now, Democrat and Republican, okay? And uh, I believe that uh, Trump decided to leak this early because personally he... He may be pissed off, you know, that, that he, he may lose the election, and he's just going to spoil the whole thing. I believe, you go down to rabbit hole theory, I won't say conspiracy, I call it a rabbit hole theory now. My theory <laughs> was, this was going to hit the news after a Biden victory to push Biden out as president-elect so that his running mate, uh, Kami Kamala, would take the oath of office in January. That's, that's my opinion. I, I just, um, um, I, you know, I think there's a strong communist influence right now in the Democratic Party. And, uh, you know, Joe's not all there, and uh, they could always say, well, you know, 
you know, Joe's not doing good, and he did this, and he he he, he took money from the Chinese, and you know, it just it, it it's just he needs to step down. I I think this was, uh, I think this was leaked too early, and the government doesn't know what to. I mean, the uh, media, um, now can't can't say anything about it because it was supposed to leak maybe a couple weeks from now. Well, you you know you know it's it's you know you mentioned the media and I just want to make another point about the media. You know it wasn't all that long ago when uh, Brett Kavanaugh was being uh, questioned for the Supreme Court. And, you know I remember that I was I, I wrote I jotted down a little note uh, uh, yesterday because I was when I was thinking about you know our show today I was thinking you know at that time the media went through Kavanaugh's yearbook and his childhood calendars. But yet they won't even go through Hunter's laptop, and it's you know it's right there for public consumption, it's right there for you know to to find out what's in it, and they and they won't even do that. But yet, you know they they went back you know 30, 40 years on Brett Kavanaugh looking at his childhood calendars when he you know would write notes to himself or remind you know I mean I mean there, there's a whole lot more out there. I mean obviously there's a uh, there's some protection being being put out there. You know they don't want you know, all the damaging information and you got there. Gotta obviously ask, something going you on. You got to ask people. why. Does it involve other well, Congress well, people? Well, I mean, that's what I mean, too. Is that, you know, there, there's more to this. There's more to it than just, you know, stuff Photos. on the laptop. We know there's stuff on the laptop and we know there's, uh, you know, bad information or, you know, damning information against Biden on the laptop. We just don't know everything that's on it because, in a sense, that you know, the media themselves are not doing their job. And reporting the story, so obviously you know somebody's telling them to to uh, squash it and not do it. Uh, you know we're only getting, like I said, we're only getting uh, little little pieces of the story at a time, so we're not really getting all of it. So you know it's just a, you know it's it's frustrating. Uh, you know, I mean I, I think everything should be out there, uh, and we should know uh, you know if there were any illegal activities that took place or not. I mean I, I think it's only fair. Well. Uh, and I I totally agree with you. I believe that the NSA has stepped in and told these media companies maybe that you can't report this. Now this has happened before. This has probably happened many times since then. But I will bring up the Iran Contra scandal when it got into the uh, drugs um, of us selling. You know, of uh, us bringing drugs into the country from Nicaragua and uh, selling on the streets of L.A., Compton, and all that. You know, that was enough. So maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you know, maybe they're afraid. There's a, I, I believe there's a lot of Congress people that have taken Chinese money. I, I personally believe that. And maybe that's what they're afraid, and maybe that's why they're pushing this uh, garbage about about uh, Hunter, about him being a you know basically a pedophile and with all these groups because they want to change the narrative and not to get into the big national security threat, which would be congressmen getting paid off by the Chinese government.
Well, I mean, that's, that's definitely a possibility. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, the, we don't know enough to draw that conclusion. We can only speculate. So, I mean, it's, it's out there. It's, it's definitely a, a, a possibility that that could be some validity to that. But, uh, again, if the media is not going to do their job, you know, that's what we got to keep, you know, we, we have to, we have, we have to hold the media accountable here because they're, they're the ones not doing their job right now as far as digging the information and, and finding out more. We just, we just don't know enough, you know, so therefore that's why you got all these people speculating, well, this is what's on it. This one must be going on. This could be happening. This could be happening. Well, if we knew for sure, then we wouldn't have to speculate. We would know, but we don't know because the media is not doing their job. So, uh, I guess we'll have to wait uh, and see what uh, what happens uh, in another week. We'll see if we have any more information after that, well, because uh, you know, as we as we get closer to the election day, you know, I mean, I'm sure there'll be there'll be more information that, that gets out about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's hope. Let's hope the uh, freedom of the press, the press that you know, maybe the underground press that that isn't mainstream. Uh, I'm hoping they're still digging. Uh, for this stuff, because I think the American people need to know this, but, anyways, we're going to switch topics now to topic number two today, of course, in your state, there was a big thing to happen last week, it was the debate in Nashville, um, sure was, yeah, the second, uh, second debate, uh, we're going to do a little review on it, and then, uh, you know, with the election, eight, uh, you know, eight days away, um, you know, is it going to have any effect at this this point? So, uh, you have the floor, my good friend. Well, uh, you know, the it is uh, one week to go to the election, you know, pretty much, like I said, eight days. Uh, so, they did have their debate uh, last week here in Nashville, and... Uh, it tied up traffic, as you might imagine. Uh, Air Force One, when Air, when Air Force One comes to town, it it does tend to cause a little congestion uh, in the traffic around here. So uh, <laughs> uh, there was uh, there was some uh, uh, traffic difficulties, but uh, uh, I I did watch the debate uh, most of it. Anyways, I put it that way. I did watch most of the debate. Uh, the president was very uh, he was much more laid back than he was in the first debate. You know. Uh, and he has, so he's much more laid back in this one. Uh, Biden seemed to be a little, uh, a little off to me. I mean, you know, just, uh, rambling on, I guess a bit, uh, myself, I, I guess a couple of things I took away from the debate was that, uh, Biden, uh, at one point during the debate committed to ending the oil and gas industry, which I thought was a pretty strange <laughs> move for somebody who needs it, for somebody who for somebody who needs the state of Pennsylvania, you know, as part of a, a victory for his uh, election, I thought um, saying he wants to end the oil and gas industry, I thought that was pretty strange. Of course, uh, his campaign has come out in days afterwards, and they try to walk that back, try to say, well, he didn't really mean end it, you know, he meant, you know, to find alternatives and stuff, but that's not what I heard. I heard him say that he was committed to ending the oil and gas industry by 2035. That's what he said. So I heard him say it. <laughs> so I just thought that was a, a strange, a strange point in the debate. Uh, 
I thought Trump was pretty sharp uh, in the debate performance. I know a lot of people don't like it when I compliment Donald Trump, but hey, you got to give credit where credit's due sometimes. And he had he had Biden on the defensive for most of the debate. Uh, he put Biden. He, to me, he had had Biden trapped in a, you know in a couple of his uh, uh, positions to where uh, he actually had Biden disagreeing with his members of his own party, you know, <laughs> about positions. So I, I thought that was a uh, uh, clever on on the president's part. Uh, and, uh, you know, a couple other things we learned from it, from the debate, uh, Biden stated he was still opening, uh, he was still open to locking down the, uh, the country again. If, uh, you know, if, if the, if COVID keeps, uh, spreading and, and uh, numbers keep spiking, he said he was open to, uh, locking it down again. And he also said he'd be open to mandating masks. Yes. Now he's kind of went back and forth on that because at one point they said he would do it. He even said he would do it. Another point he said he wouldn't do it. Now he's saying he'll do it again. So, I mean, he did he did come out in the debate and and say those things. Um, now I'm sure I'm, I'm about to I'm about to get your uh, your antennas up here in a minute with with something that Biden said. Cause I'm sure it probably didn't didn't go didn't get lost on you. Uh, Biden made a strange comment about <laughs> uh, that the United States is getting ready to go through a dark winter. <laughs> so I'm sure that that got your uh, I'm sure that got your attention when he said that yeah, because I, I, I don't I'll, know if a lot of people have, I don't know if a lot of people out there know that but dark winter uh, used to be a a, a code name uh, smallpox uh, for someone yeah it used to be, yeah it used to be a code name uh, back in the day. So I was kind of intrigued by uh, that those choice of words. I uh, so much, you know, as him looking at things very gloomy, like, oh, well, we're about ready to head into a dark winter. And then Trump like came right back and said, no, he said, we're going to, you know, the best is yet to come. So, you know, I realize the Democrats need to paint a more pessimistic view of things because they're trying to win an election. So that's what you try to do. But uh, I just thought that I just thought that the term dark winter was a was a very odd choice of odd oh, choice of I words know. and what I'm I'm curious, I'm curious to know what you what you thought when you heard that. Well, okay, the Republicans are all I mean they're all over this. Trump supporters are all over this that he was kind of you know hey hey just putting it out there or a Freudian slip. He didn't mean to say that, but he knows something's going on. Okay. First of all, I think he meant, I think he meant dark winter. I, I think he said that just because of the way the president was presenting things. It's going to get better. We got to live with this. We're going to eventually get a vaccine. You know, all positive, like you said. You know, and he, he just said it's going to be a dark winter. I don't think, listen, there's so many there are so many operations that the military does. They probably have an operation for almost any word in the English language. Operation this, operation that. Now, I mean, because they have training. Every time the military or the government does a training exercise, they always have a code name for it, okay? Operation this. Operation that I just think he said I I don't I I don't think he was 
first of all, I don't think he was slipping of something he knows. And I don't think he was purposely putting it out there. I just think um, he was trying to put out that if basically, you know, this guy is crazy. It's going to be a dark winter with the COVID. It's going to be tough. More people are going to die. That's, I mean, that's what I believe. Now, I, 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 I saw all this stuff pop up. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it used to be in the old days, Mark, when only libertarians did the conspiracy theories. Now it seems <laughs> that conspiracy theories or going down the rabbit hole is now mainstream, okay? If your guy doesn't win, well, it was this. Or if my guy won, the other side, you know what I mean? And that's, you know, I mean, that that makes me think, man, you know, maybe, you know, these guys are crazy as I am, I guess, apparently. What, and I'm not calling you crazy if you think that uh, this is real operation. Okay. Operation Dark Winter is about a smallpox attack, okay? Now, if we got hit by smallpox, trust me, <laughs> it'd be a lot more deadly than this is. A lot more deadly. This is like a super flu. It kills old people and it kills people with medical conditions, which a lot of people have in this country. You know why? Because we eat fast food, we eat Burger King, we eat McDonald's, and we don't work out. So, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, what, uh, I think he wasn't trying to signal anything, he didn't slip or something he knew, he's just basically saying, hey, this is not going to be like the president is telling you, this is going to be a dark so winter. So, so you're basically just saying that it was just in response to the optimism of yes. Trump. You're just saying he was yes. just playing, playing off of that. It's going to be a dark winter. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, but in the end, I'm not, cons and, you know, I'm not Republican anyways, but, you know, for, it, it, it's so crazy right now. Um, for these people who've never been in, you know, and, you know, never been in military operation. And I'm not saying I'm not, but I've been through... Every military op, uh, operation has a code name. Everyone, everyone, they do an exercise, they call it this. When they do this, they have, you have to understand, every, when the government does a scenario, they put an operation to it. Okay, what's going to happen if this happens? We'll call it Operation Whatever. They're always thinking ahead. Okay, and I, yeah. I just think it just happened, Dark Winter, whatever, and somebody came up. I just think it's totally, you know, whatever. You can think what you want. You can think I'm, uh, but, uh, I, you know, I, I just think that uh, Operation Dark Winter, it just, it, the Dark Winter, as you said, because, hey, listen, you vote for this guy, it's going to be a Dark Winter. That's all he meant. Yeah, it, it's a, like I said, that was the, I guess, I, I guess that was the, between that and, and Biden saying that he was going to eliminate the oil and gas industry, I guess those were the two most 
uh, talked about comments that came out from the news, from, you know, for the day later was, uh, was that, I mean, I know I was, I know it caught my attention when he said it and I was just kind of, uh, I didn't really know what to think about that at first. Um, but overall, like in the end, in the debate itself, you know, it's, it's like we talked about before, did it really change anything? Uh, probably not. I'm not really sure how many independents are still out there. Uh, they're still trying to make up their mind. I think pretty much everybody's made up their no. mind. I think right now it's just a matter of getting out, you know, getting out your vote. All, so, all the independents have already voted. Everybody on yeah, election I, day that's going to vote in person are Republicans. I mean, 95% so, of them. So, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, I know we're, like I said, we're with one week to go, whatever. But one thing I do notice, I mean, if you, if you just look at the election itself, just based on momentum, I guess, at this point, I guess you would have to say Trump probably has momentum because it looks like he does because his rallies are big. You know, his rally, you know, he's doing all these rallies and Biden is pretty much sitting in his basement, you know, or, you know, they're not really having a lot of public appearances. Uh, But even when Trump is not at rallies, it it looks like Trump supporters are holding rallies, you know, across the country uh, without Trump. And, And Biden can't even. And then when Biden does a rally, he can't even get enough people there to even. You know, to even where it even looks like a rally. Well, so if you just look yeah. at it, if you just look at it, just if you look at it just through the through the glasses of momentum. If you just say, well, who do you, you know? Who does it look like has momentum? I would say right now it looks like Trump has momentum, but you know that's just you know that, that that's just that's just speculating. You know, because that, that's just because, the opposite. I mean, normally, so. normally I would say yes. This is where. I, this mail-in voting screwed everything up, so it, it's tough. You know, it's tough, and I know what you mean. I saw, uh, I don't know what, um, I think it was Saturday, uh, uh, President Obama had a rally, and there were there were a lot of Trump uh, people in there. They were honking the horns and while he was talking constantly, and interrupting him so uh you know i mean uh they're out there um yeah it's uh it's definitely uh it's definitely a, a different type of uh election uh this go around for sure uh yes sir <laughs> we'll be telling a little hey, different. you're gonna be telling your grandchildren about this i can tell you that okay we're gonna move into a special special report special segment on this uh, Take Hatfield program, it's it's the first one of this show. But um, he's used to doing this every four years, so this is the first time he actually is able to uh, have his own floor and talk about it with a mass amount of people. It's Hatfield is finally making a presidential pick. So, Mark, I'm going to turn off my microphone, and you just go. <laughs> the floor well, I, want, I want you to chime in when you wouldn't feel it's necessary, uh, uh, Tank. Uh, first of all, I, I want to—I just want to lay out there. You know, I, I do this—I do this every four years, whether I have a podcast or not. I'm, I'm just that kind of a, a geek, I guess, when it comes to politics and especially presidential politics. Um, I would always sit down and try to figure out the electoral math and see how close I could come to, to getting the numbers uh, correct. Uh, it's just one of those things I've always enjoyed doing. 
uh, regardless of who I was voting for, regardless of who I was supporting, I would always sit down and try to figure out the numbers. So it's just something I, you know, like to do. So I wanted to say that. And I also want to say um, I don't want uh, my friends on either side of the uh, political aisle to uh, get upset with me. Uh, this, this is totally objective. I totally do this uh, based on just my own research. Uh, I look back at, uh, you know, past presidential elections and what are the, the trends of what the states did and, and things of that nature. So this is this is really just based on uh, just uh, my unbiased uh, opinion. So, you know, I, I do this, like I said, I do this every four years. And uh, this year it was, it was a lot tougher to uh, to gauge uh, because of all the uh, with the pandemic and, and mail in voting and things of that nature. It was hard to uh, really get a grasp on any particular trend or any particular uh, way the, the vote was uh, going or the way the election was going. So uh, I sat down and, and did uh, did my normal uh, uh, routine like I normally do. I write I write down the states. I write down there how much uh, how many electoral votes they have and then uh, I start marking them off uh, as I you know narrow things down. Uh, one thing I want to say real quick too before I get in too deep with it uh, there are two states, uh, Maine and Nebraska, that if you win those states, you don't, you're not automatically entitled to all their electoral votes. I didn't know if a lot of people knew that, but in Maine, there's four electoral votes. Uh, but if you win the state of Maine, uh, sometimes you don't always win the four electoral votes. You may win three out of four. You know, uh, Nebraska is the other state, uh, and they have. Uh, they have five electoral votes, and again, that's that's another thing where you just because you win the state don't mean you you necessarily win uh, all five uh, of the votes. Uh, you may win four. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out there before I get too deep into to my math here. Uh, everybody knows there's 538 electoral votes. Uh, that's the number that we need. Uh, or I'm sorry, the number you need is 270 uh, to to win. 538 is the is the total. So. Uh, I want to get one theory out of the way pretty quick. Uh, it is possible, Tank, that it, there is, it is possible that the, it could be a 269 to 269 deadlock. Uh, it's possible it can happen. Uh, the way I did the math, the way I looked at things this year, uh, I don't see it. I don't see it being a 269 to 269 deadlock. Uh, there's a very remote chance of that happening. I think I don't think it's going to end up as a tie. So uh, that, you know, that being said, uh, I am going to be I am going to be picking a winner today. I am going to be picking somebody. I'm not going to I'm not going to give you the cheap cop out and tell you it's going to be a tie. I'm actually going to pick a winner today. So so, uh, I will I will tell you that. Uh, The other thing I want to say is I want to get everybody on before you you go on. You know, yeah. I was looking it up. I, I couldn't find anything. Is there any state that basically, if you win, nine times out of ten, it picks the winner? Is there any state that, if you win, has there been that's done it every uh, time? In the in the recent past, there has been, uh, but that trend has actually been broken. 
it used to be Ohio. It used to be Ohio used to be the automatic state. If you want Ohio, uh, you would, you know, you can pretty much virtually guarantee you're winning the election. Uh, but that hasn't, uh, you know, that, that's kind of faded for the last past uh, couple presidential elections. So, um, but Ohio used to be the used to be the bellwether, I guess, is what people would look at. Um, I don't want to get I don't want to get people too upset here, but I, you know we got to talk about the electoral college for a minute because we know how people get riled up over the electoral college, and they want to talk about the popular vote versus the electoral college. Folks, we still have to go by the electoral college system, so you know. <laughs> The popular vote is just not going to do it. The popular vote certainly helps, and it gets you a lot closer to getting you, you know, the 270 that you need. But you still need 270 because we still have electoral college system. So, with that in mind, and doing the math that uh, we had, you know, going through everything, uh, I just want to put this little fact out there: Biden could actually win the popular vote by as much as three or four percent, and he could still lose the electoral college. So what does that mean? That means he can win the popular vote by 3 million like Hillary did, or he can win by close to 4 million, and he can still lose the popular vote. So that's just the you way mean the electoral politics, vote. that's just the way You mean the up. electoral Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah, electoral college vote. So that's just the way the system is set up. So, uh, you know, I don't want people getting all upset, people, you know, I don't want to have that debate about the Electoral College versus popular vote. Um, it's like, I said, like I said before, until we have a better system in place, this is what we're playing with. These cards we're playing with. So this is what we're dealt. This is what we're doing. So it's Electoral College. All right. That all being said, uh, you know, a lot of states, you can pretty much book for certain candidates. You know, you can pretty much book for certain parties, whatever. Uh, I targeted six states uh, that will be the key to the election. Uh, they're Arizona, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Those are going to be the states that will determine this election. Now, uh, the early bellwether might be, and here's the, here's the, you know, here's the thing. Florida. If Trump doesn't win Florida, or if it looks like he's doing poorly in Florida, or if Biden is doing a lot better than expected in Florida, if Trump doesn't win Florida, Trump does not win the election. So that's a must-get for him. He has to have Florida. That is an absolute uh, must-get. And I do have him uh, winning Florida. But I'm saying if Biden performs better on election night than what you know in Florida than what people might expect or what the polls might show, then you know it could be a long night for Trump. Uh, the polls right now in Florida show it a pretty even contest, uh, somewhere between even and Trump up uh, two or three points is what basically is what the polls have been showing in Florida. But I think Trump will win Florida. So that's why I targeted the, the six other states as being uh, the most important. Um, and with, with those states involved, you know, Biden has to flip a couple of those states for him to win. Because, uh, you know, Trump Trump won some states last time that uh, Republicans hadn't won in a while. Uh, one of them being Michigan. And Michigan's very crucial, very important right there where you're at there, Tank. And uh, I did, 
all the work I could do on Michigan. I looked at, I don't know how many different state polls and uh, different trends and past elections and, and, and whatnot. Um, but I've got Biden coming out on top of Michigan. I yeah. think he's going to win Michigan. Uh, well, I believe uh, that too. Um, uh, uh, Governor Hitler, I mean, I mean, Whitler, I'm sorry. Um, she, she has a lot of support in the state and, uh, I, I can't see. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was one of the factors. That was one of the factors I took in was, was, uh, you know, she has a higher approval in the state than, than even what I thought, but she knows. So, um, and I just think that, you know, I, I just think there's going to be too much ground for Trump to make up in Michigan at this point. I didn't really see any polls or any, uh, anything that moved it in his direction so much that I, that it, it made me change my mind on it. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, I, I did put Michigan, uh, in the column for Biden. Um, when we get into talking about Southern states, uh, you know, the only Southern state that, that the Democrats are going to win is Virginia. I mean, they're, they're pretty much locked in for Biden. Um, and the only and the other southern state that I do have on the radar is North Carolina, and that's only because the the trends there are pretty close. Uh, the polls are pretty close. Uh, if you remember, Obama actually won North Carolina uh, uh, a few years ago. Um, but I did still give the edge to Trump in it, uh, but but small man. I mean, it's it's you know uh, the Democrats have been the Democrats have been trying to pick off North Carolina and hold North Carolina for a while, so. Uh, but you know, I think I think Trump will end up winning North Carolina, maybe by about two points, three points. But you know, it'll be uh, it'll be close. Uh, Wisconsin, that's another state. Uh, you know, Trump is spending a lot of time in Wisconsin. Uh, he really wants to. Uh, he really wants those ten electoral votes. Uh, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see it happening this time around for him. I see Biden getting Wisconsin. Uh, if you go out west, we got Nevada and Arizona. Again, Trump is really, really, uh, really wants Nevada. I heard him say today that uh, his polls show him ahead in Nevada. Uh, I didn't. I haven't. I haven't seen one poll that showed him ahead in Nevada. I, I'll put it that way. I mean, I don't know what. Maybe he has. He obviously has different polls than I do, but I didn't see anything that put him ahead in Nevada. You know or what? Maybe think he was going to win Nevada. I, I'm, I'm starting so. to think maybe that was the alien vote. From Area Fifty One, but they can't vote. I mean, uh, yeah, they probably throw them, uh, throw the votes out, but whatever. Well, it's uh, but I, I just, I just didn't see. I saw some polls that had him close to Nevada. I just didn't see anywhere uh, that made me believe he was going to win Nevada. So I still kept Nevada in the Democratic column, and I kept it for Biden. Uh, Arizona, you know, Arizona is generally uh, reliably Republican. Uh, so there's a there's also a contested Senate race out in Arizona right now where the Democrat is actually ahead by uh, several points. But in the presidential race, Trump is actually leading the presidential race by about two or three points in Arizona. So uh, I don't really I I don't see Arizona flipping either. I think Arizona is going to stay with the Republicans and stay with Trump. And then we get to the big, we get to the big uh, state of Pennsylvania, which uh, you know I guess it looks like it may come down. The election may come down to Pennsylvania, you know. So uh, at least that's the way, I, you know, my math shows me that it will come down to Pennsylvania. 
is yet to be seen if, if Biden's comments about the oil and gas industry is going to resonate and have uh, a damaging effect to him. Could, uh, he had in Pennsylvania by about four or five points, could I stop but that you has closed in the last couple of days. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, now we have 60 million people who voted. What what percentage of the total vote is that? Of the total vote for the United States? Yeah, or? basically, okay, say I go to vote on election day. How many, what the percentage of people like me that's going to vote on election day? How, how much at this point? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I would say, uh, I mean, I would just be purely, I don't have anything written down. I, I would just be guessing those that are waiting till election day to vote, probably, uh, you know, I would say uh, maybe 40, 45%. Okay. Probably. Okay. That means they sell the debate and they, maybe they yeah. change your minds and they're going to vote. Okay. Continue with right. Pennsylvania. So, so like I said, I, I think the election is going to come down to Pennsylvania. Uh, it's going to be tight. Um, now, when I say the election coming down to it, it, it could really go either way. At this point, I still have it in the Trump column. Because, you know, I, I go by the trends of what happened four years ago. Uh, I go by... Uh, the recent state polling, which all the momentum has been going in Trump's direction, even before the last debate, everything was going in his direction, even though he was still trailing. And then I go after the debate where, you know, Biden had made those comments about Pennsylvania. I think that is going to hurt him uh, to the point where I think Trump is going to pull out the victory in Pennsylvania. So uh, with all that being said, and then talk about it and going through each, uh, each of the states, whatever, what does all of it mean? Well, here I'm going to lay out the numbers to you. Here's what here's what all of it means. So uh, there are, I've got four different scenarios, and then I'm going to tell you uh, which one I'm going with, which one I believe is going to happen. Uh, if we go by just uh, just straight electoral college numbers and straight polling numbers, this and that, and uh, I believe. There's a scenario where Trump wins uh, 280 to 258. Now, that's just that's going by states that I, I believe he's going to win. You know, and over and then also picking up an additional state where I didn't maybe didn't pick him to win. If he overperforms, let's say he picks off a state like say he wins Michigan, and which I don't see him winning Michigan this time, but say he wins Michigan. Uh, well, then I got him winning it 296 to 242. It's a possibility. Uh, on the other side of the coin, you got Biden. You know, Biden's got a chance to win this at a 278 to 260. If you just go by, you know, states that he can win and plus turning one state uh, in his direction. And then you got probably the, the uh, I would call it the, probably the most likely of scenarios is this last one. And that is, uh, I think Biden is going to overperform. Uh, like I said, I, you know, I, he's going to take Michigan. He's going to take Wisconsin. He's going to take Nevada. He's got a real shot at taking Pennsylvania. You know, so if all those things happen, 
then Biden would win 327 to 211, which would pretty much be an electoral landslide. You know, if you get if you get up into 300 uh, category. So all that being said, I am predicting a Joe Biden victory. Yeah. Uh, I don't want the, I don't want the, I don't want the, I don't want the Trumpers to come. I don't want the Trumpers to come after me. I don't want people to come after me. This is just, like I said, this is just total, uh, just me doing the math, electoral math, going, going straight math. There, there was just too many, uh, you know, too many factors where I couldn't, this was the hardest thing, the hardest election for me to decide in a long, long time because 2020 has been such a strange year. And then you got the mail-in ballots and, and you got the pandemic and you got everything you have to take into equation. It's kind of hard to really nail down certain things. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like I said, the, the bellwethers will be, like I said, Florida early. If you see Florida, uh, if you see Biden overperforming in Florida early, and he's getting better numbers, then it could be a long night for Trump. It could even be a bigger uh, number uh, than what I said. But uh, I look for Biden to get anywhere between 278 and 327, and Trump will have anywhere between 211 and 260. Uh. If you twisted my arm and told me to pick one of the two for a number, I'd probably, I'd probably go with the 278 to 260. Uh, but I, it could be as much as 327 to 211. So, but I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a Biden win. Uh, just based on everything, I, I just think uh, the hole is, is a bit too big for Trump to dig out of on a, on a lot of things. And a lot of it is his own doing on, on some of the stuff. So uh, my prediction is a Joe Biden victory. And uh, we'll have to we'll have to wait and we'll have to wait and see. But uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm I'm generally not wrong about these things. Yeah. <laughs> Tank, I'm, I I know. I mean, I'm you told, told me 2016 Trump was going to win. I thought you were crazy, but he won. So I'm, I'm fairly I'm, I'm fairly confident with my uh, with my picks. I like I said, this one was pretty difficult. Uh, I did go back and forth on a, on a few states. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania was tough for me to decide on. Michigan was tough for me to decide on. Uh, you know, but I think overall, I, I feel, uh, you know, relatively confident in saying that I, I think Biden is going to win. Like, I know it's going to upset a lot of our listeners. Uh, but like I said, I'm not, I'm not here to pick a side on anybody. I'm here just to deliver what I think is going to happen. It's just my opinion. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And everybody can send me emails and messages and tell me how wrong I am. Hey, but, you know, you know, I, and that's fine. I totally you know. understand that, my friend. I I tell you one thing: all those numbers you're telling me that I comprehend, I'm starting to get hungry. Give me some good news. <laughs> good news, man! Do I got some good news for you, Tank? Have you ever heard about the Lazy Pig Barbecue? Oh my gosh! I think I heard before, but tell me about it. Lazy Pig Barbecue out of Mount Vernon, Kentucky. And my buddy, Tim Martin, down there running the joint. They have the best butts in town, Tank. They they handle your catering, concessions, small to large parties, special events, weddings, church socials. And the best part, the best part about it, they are coming out and they're getting closer every day. To having a plan to ship the food out of state, no. so you can sit right there. You can sit right there in your living room and get a knock on the door, and it be some fresh barbecue 
from Mount Vernon, Kentucky. Oh, that was great. You mean I can wouldn't put that, my, I can put my bib on, I can it? get the ribs, I can get everything, anything I want there? Yeah, you get anything you want, and you can go to you can go to their Facebook page, the Lazy Pig Barbecue, and they they've actually I believe they they've got the menu up and everything on the Facebook page. If you actually want to check it out there, I uh, want to check. And also, if you want to email them, you can email them at lazypigbbq2020yahoo.com. They like I said, it's some it's some good stuff, man, out of Mount Vernon, Kentucky. And I know I know Tim and Sally's out there in Kentucky. They're they're working their tails off getting this. Uh, Getting this, getting this thing off the ground and getting it going, and uh, I see a lot of pictures on Facebook a lot of times with the the food that's uh, being laid out. Man, it, it, I get hungry just looking at the pictures, man. Yeah, you know, no. well, you know that is, especially when you see, see some good barbecue. I need some but, southern. Uh, you know, ever since I just need to go ahead. I was just saying, I was just saying, just gonna encourage everybody to uh, get a chance to, man, just go hit up that Lazy Pig Barbecue page and. Uh, do me a favor and check it out and then leave my buddy Tim Martin a, a positive comment, a good comment. And uh, like I said, we support small business around here. So uh, I told him we'd keep doing these uh, little promos for him, and we definitely want him to succeed. So everybody check out Lazy Pig Barbecue for us. Yeah, that sounds great. I can't wait to get some. I'm still waiting for my shirt. Sh- shirt's in the mail, though, right? I mean, it's in the mail. I'm... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I meant, to, I meant to message you about that. Yeah, he told me uh, he... He told me that only some small and mediums came in, so he he was uh he said he was waiting on the extra large to get in. And he was gonna ship it out to you as soon as it got in. Well, so. I can't, you know, I can't help it. I'm a big guy, you know. But uh, so he did message me about that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to eat some of that southern cooking. Ever since your mom went down south with you, I haven't had any southern cooking, so I need it. Wow. I need it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, we definitely need to take care of that. <laughs> well, that's great. Great small businesses. That's what we're about on this program. Um, we're gonna take a little break. We'll come back in the next section, uh, and uh, we have some more for you. And we are back in our second segment. Hey, <clears throat> I want to ask you something. Uh, everybody's asking about it. Um, will the, uh, country actually return to normal? Or the normal, new normal? I mean, um, you know, normal and the new normal are totally different. Um, you know, I I know you, you have a lot to say about this, Mark. Um, I'm going to give it to you first. I, I do have some things to say, but, uh, I, I'll let you go with, you know, with the, uh, you know, with the COVID virus and everything, with the masks and everything, do you think that, uh, we're ever going to just get back to the way it was a year ago? You know, Tank, uh, I'd be, uh... I'd be very surprised if we actually got back to where we were, uh, you know, since, you know, last March. I mean, you know, if you remember at the time, you know, when, uh, when it first started happening, you know, we were told, Hey, this is just a, this is just a two week, three week kind of thing. You know, we want everybody to stay into their house, you know, stay in the house. Don't go out that much. 
you know, and then it turned into two or three weeks, then it turned into, you know, uh, six to eight weeks, and then eight weeks turned into, you know, you know, three months, and three months turned into four months, and, you know, here we are, here we now, here are, we're almost uh, at the end of October here, and uh, we're getting ready to head into the holiday season of, of uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we're still all, you know, uh, under some sort of uh, restrictions, everybody's still under uh, some restrictions uh, to some degree. So, uh, no, I unfortunately, I don't think we're going to return to normal anytime soon, if at all. Uh, I don't like the I don't like the term new normal. I you know it's just I don't know it just bothers me. I, I don't like that. Uh, so I don't I try to stay away from that term new normal. Um, but uh, as far as to what we were before. Uh, everything hit. I, I don't think we get. I don't think we get back to that. It, it just says I. I think we've we've went so far in the one direction. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't think we can reverse everything and just go, all of a sudden everybody's going to stop wearing masks. Everybody's going to stop. You know, uh, with the safety protocols and whatnot. I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think long after this is over, you're still going to see people walking around with masks on because now we've already been conditioned to believe you know, the, about the viruses. So, uh, and that, you know, some viruses are more dangerous than others. And, you know, and some people feel safer wearing the mask. And like I said, some people be are conditioned not to, to wear a mask or a face covering. So, uh, no, I, I don't think we're going to get back to normal on it. Um, unfortunately, uh, I think we're going to lose. In fact, I think uh, we're not even done with this yet. I think we're going to lose some uh, things in the future uh, due to this. I think uh, a lot of public gatherings are going to change uh, because of this. I think concerts are going to change because of this. Uh, I think we've already seen where sporting events have, have have changed some. I think that's only going to continue to change. I don't think we're going to get back to normal on that either. Uh, I think the days of seeing you know 100 or 110,000 people at a college football game, I think those days may be over. Um, you know, there's just a, there's just a lot of things because. Uh, you know, things have changed and uh, we have been, uh, you know, we, we've been we've, we've been doing this now, like I said, since March. So I, I just I just don't see it returning back to any any or what I would or what I would deem normal. So uh, but that's that's just my opinion on it. I totally agree with you, sir. And I think there's there's some and, and I won't won't say exactly uh, my opinion on this, but there's there's part of my opinion that uh, that you you may agree with when I when I say this. Um, whenever there's a catastrophe or a you know whenever something happens to us. Um, we seem to be, we, we go into a panic and we let the government do whatever they want to do because in the back of our mind, all we want is the way it was before. But no matter what happens, I, I tell you, and this has happened before, um, and I'll tell you uh, a couple examples. 2008, financial crisis. Two things happened. First of all, we lost our rights and the debt went up. Okay. 2001, 
what happened? We lost rights, and the debt went up. In fact, today is the anniversary, I don't know if you know this, 19 years ago today, the Patriot, Patriot Act was signed into law. This act, um, even though they called it the Patriot Act, of course, to, to rally everyone around it, has totally destroyed a lot of our rights. Now, um, now you can be charged as a terrorist without uh, being in a trial for, for no, you know, uh, usually when you tried for anything or you're arrested, you have a charge and you have the right to a speedy trial and all that. As a terrorist, you don't have that right because you're you're a war, a a combatant. So you can be you can actually be thrown in jail and for years not be charged. And to prove that they still have people, the Taliban, that we did twenty years ago, the war. They're still in Guantanamo Bay, and they have yet to be charged because of that. That came out of 9-11. 9-11 came out with our smartphones can now be channeled into the NSA. They can listen to all your cell phone calls. Anything smart, the smart TVs, the smart this, smart that, the government knows what you're doing. Now, for the average American, you can say, well, hey, I'm not doing anything wrong, so it's okay, but it's an invasion of privacy, okay? How about if the government decides that maybe you're doing something wrong, or you're not going a certain way, you know, I mean, the fact that they can listen into stuff should bother you. Um... You now go to an airport and you get felt down, okay? You get felt down by an employee making 10 bucks an hour, okay? That has stayed for 20 years. It, it's still doing this. This stuff stays with us. These laws, you, we have lost so much of our rights. Through 9-11. Okay, through 2008 came along, the panic, we panicked. They failed out, they bailed out all these big banks, letting the small banks just go. These big banks are basically broke, but they are being held up by the federal government, by the IMF, and other agencies. They're basically zombie banks. They're broke. But they can, they're, they're being held up through this. That's, that's my opinion, but you can look it up. I mean, no matter what, through every crisis, two things happen. Our debt is exploding, like after 9-11 it exploded. 2008 it exploded. And now, during this crisis, we now have to wear masks. Okay, there's mask shaming if you don't wear it. Okay, 
Small businesses have been killed, been destroyed in this country. 33% of all small businesses have totally been destroyed, will not open again. I know, and I will not name them, I know tons of restaurants right now that are not going by the guidelines that our governor wants businesses to do because if they did, they would go out of business. So, in the end, this, like everything else, we will have less rights. And that's what bothers me. It bothers me that we allow this to happen, and it bothers me the government's doing this under, they, they panic you and they scare you and they do this to take your rights. When they, you know, when they're not concentrating on problems, they're concentrating on taking your rights, and this is very scary. And, uh, uh, what's very scary about it is because, you know, everybody tells you, every time this happens, you get a certain amount of public to tell you, well, I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to do that. Six months later, they do it. I mean, I heard a lot of conservatives, I heard tons of conservatives tell me, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to do this. Well, guess what? You're doing it. You're wearing a mask, you're doing it, and uh, I believe we are slowly boiling. You know how a frog slowly boils, or slowly cooks till they boil, till they're dead? As Americans, we are slowly, the heat's going up till we boil, till we die. That's my total opinion. I think um, the masks... I think uh, we have more regulations. I, uh, you know, we can only speculate, but um, this pandemic or whatever you want to call it will cause major changes in their laws, less laws, and, uh, I mean, not less laws, more laws, less freedom. It, it just causes less freedom for America. Well, I, you know, I agree with with a lot of what you said. And uh, like I said, though, I believe the masks are, and face coverings are here to stay, man. I even, you know, I, I don't, I just don't think they're going to wake somebody's going to wake up one day and go, well, the pandemic's over, so you guys don't have to wear masks and face coverings anymore. You know, I just don't think that's going to happen. So I, I think they're here to stay. I agree with you, sir. You and me, brothers, we know this. <laughs> okay, hey. We have some feedback. Yeah. Now that we're getting new yeah. listeners in, it's the it's our it's our favorite part of the show, you know. So uh, it's the part we get to talk about feedback and uh, and we get to questions. Now first I of all, I'm going to tell you. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna, first of all, uh, now the feedback next week might be a little harsher than it is today because I might get a little backlash from my uh, electoral pick uh, a little earlier. So I might I might have something to have to say next week about it, uh, but uh, this past week we received tons of positive comments. Tank, uh, I mean I, I can't I can't list everybody that that sent me a, a text or a message or whatever. Just you know talk about how much they like the show. 
I had everybody from uh, uh, just general acquaintances of mine to people I work with uh, to uh, close friends of mine that, that listen to it, whatever. And, and everybody, uh, just nothing but positive comments. Everybody uh, said it was a great show. Like what we're doing. Keep it up. You know, a lot of encouragement. So definitely want to thank everybody for the for that uh, part. And also, I noticed, like, even on our numbers, I saw that we're still holding uh, with some of their, our foreign countries. Uh, listeners are still uh, are still with us, you know. So we always want to you give know, them a shout-out, too. I would out like too, to so. know, um, the people that are uh, listening to Guatemala, I would like some feedback from them. Because we yeah, have I, a... You know, I was, I was just... I was going to mention that. I was going to say, uh, you know, especially the people in Guatemala, we're at 2% in Guatemala. So, I mean, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but, hey, it's somebody in Guatemala listening to us. So uh, if you're in Guatemala and you're and you're listening to us, why don't you shoot us an email at uh, tankandhatfield at gmail.com, and uh, we'd like to talk to you for a few minutes and just show our appreciation to you. So we really do appreciate you listening. Um, as far as feedback, uh, as far as questions go, uh, we received uh, we received a few questions. A couple of them were the were the, kind of like the same questions, so I kind of you know uh, put them into one. Uh, so we'll get to the first question here, which is kind of a right down your alley. Uh, will there be a show dedicated to conspiracy theories? Okay. Um, you know uh, we uh, we do one show a week. There's a lot of news. I mean, we could probably do a show every day. And I've said this on previous episodes. We could do a show every day. At this point, uh, you know, I mean, we can't do a show every day. At Conspiracy Episode, we would have to make it special episode. Um, you know, at, at this point, I, I can't see it. But, uh, you know, maybe over the holidays... You know, um, because I have, personally, I have tons of conspiracies I could go on about. But at this point, we want to keep the show the way it is. And uh, maybe maybe as we get bigger and maybe we do more shows a week or whatever, we, we can do something on the holidays like that. But... Uh, or as a special show, or a non-topic show, but uh, we just want to say the news, current events, and uh, I mean, uh, that that's my take on it. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way, I feel the same way. Uh, I kind of feel like, uh, I'm not against doing a show dedicated to conspiracy theories, uh, but I think right now, you know, we kinda, you know when we started this show, it was, you know, in the middle of the with the virus and everything going on, and then we kind of went into a presidential election. So I mean, there's there was a lot of news to take up uh, our time and talking or whatever. Uh, I do agree. If we did do it, we'd have to set aside a, a day. Just that's all we talked about. Uh, so I would say maybe after the uh, presidential election, and uh, after things kind of, you know, died down on the on the political front a little bit, maybe we can find some time in there. Uh, I was thinking more or less after the holidays, maybe first of the year kind of kind of thing. Uh, you know, we might uh, pick out a day in there where we uh, 
do some conspiracy theory things. I know, I know that's uh, something that you're interested in. Well, it's it, definitely it something would I be, want to you know, you, about. Could, uh, you, you know. could pick my brain so, and I could maybe pick yours if there's something that you don't, eh, you know. <laughs> but uh, we're definitely, like I said, we're definitely open to suggestions like that, and it's definitely something on our radar uh, that we, you know, are interested in. So, you know. You never know. You just got to keep listening. And one of these days, uh, you know, we may just pop up and we're doing a show on conspiracy theories. So you just have to sit and listen, I guess. So that's all I got to say about that. Frank, anything else you want to add about the conspiracy theories? You want to move uh, on to the next question? No, I have, uh, you know, I have my own. But, uh, you know, we, you know, maybe we can do a show between Christmas and New Year's. We'll try to uh, get get the people in. I don't like to get too much into, uh, you know, like uh, ETs and extraterrestrials. I, I like to keep it current and, you know, maybe in the past a little bit. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not big into that, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's a, a good thought. And uh, we thank you for the question. Let's go to uh, question number two. Question number two, boys. This is going to be a good one. Uh, question number two. If Joe Biden wins, how do you expect the Trump supporters to react, including yourself? Okay. Do you want to do this first, or do you want me to? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll tackle it first. Uh, okay, go ahead. I first of all, I would I suppose I wouldn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily uh, put myself in the column of a Trump supporter uh, as far as that goes. Uh, so I don't know how. I, I guess I'll, I'll go with I'll go with how I'll react first. Uh, my reaction is going to be, uh, you know, it's politics. You know, the, the presidential elections. You know, they're won and lost and. Uh, you know, you, you just kind of move on. Uh, I hope for the best. I mean, myself, you know, it's not going to change a lot in my daily life uh, to what I do. Um, but like I do with any person that, that's president, you know, I, I hope for the best uh, for the country. And I hope they I hope whoever's president performs well. I'm, I'm not against anybody that's, that's a president. I don't get out there. Now, I certainly disagree with people, disagree with their uh, policies and stuff sometimes. And I definitely speak out against that. But. Uh, I'm, I'm pro America, man. And I'm pro, you know, I want, I want the country to win. So whoever's president, even if I don't agree with their policies, I definitely, uh, want them to do well. I want them to succeed. I know everybody can't say that, but that's something I say. Uh, now, as far as Trump supporters, how are they going to react? Uh, I think there's going to be some, uh, shock probably, I, I would say, cause I think a lot of them are, are very confident that Trump is going to win and he very well may. You know, uh, like I said, the, the numbers are kind of fluid, like I was talking earlier. So I really couldn't get a lockdown on, on numbers. So, I mean, Trump very well could win. And I think a lot of Trump supporters absolutely believe he's going to win. And uh, so I think if he loses, there'll be shock uh, and disappointment, to say the least. I think you'll have some out there that will be uh, definitely floating uh, uh, conspiracy theories. I think that'll be a. Uh, I think that'll be a definite uh, a thing that somehow some of the supporters uh, will do. Uh, 
But other than that, I think they'll be peaceful. I don't think you'll see. Uh, I don't think you're going to see riots and looting and, and things of that nature. You know, if 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 Biden wins, uh, you know, I, I think Trump supporters will be uh, respectful of the law and not get uh, too out of hand. You might have isolated incidents, but I don't think it'll be anything too crazy. I think more or less, if Biden wins, I think the I think the real battle will become within the Republican Party. I think there'll be a bloodbath in the Republican Party if Biden wins, because uh, there's definitely at least two different ways of thinking in the Republican Party of, of which direction they should go. So, you know, you got your diehard Trump supporters and you got your uh, other Republicans who will take a more moderate uh, approach to things. So uh, but Trump supporters, you know, they'll be disappointed. They'll be shocked. Uh, but I, I don't I don't see a lot of. Uh, extra extra unnecessary violence or anything coming out of them and myself like i said you know you gotta roll with the flow you know so uh like i said i if, if joe biden wins then then uh i would hope joe biden does well as president uh, but i will certainly not be afraid to uh speak out against joe biden if he does things that i don't agree with very good my friend my feeling is um you know, I'm voting for Trump. I'm voting on election day. I will not be carrying a gun. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Uh, but, um, if he loses, he loses. That's that's how it is. I've always dealt uh, with the mail-in voting. You know, I, I, I think it's going to screw him over. But, you know, at any point, it's it's not going to, you know, I, I wouldn't... Uh, Politics is politics, politicians, politics. You know, I mean, politics to me is, you know, um, it's politics. Uh, I don't take it to heart. There's a lot of, you know, what I think maybe um, Trump supporters would do. You know, I, I don't know. I... I I fear in the back of my mind that no matter whoever wins, there will be violence on the other side. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I hope there wouldn't be, um, but, you know, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that believe in Trump, a lot of Republicans. You know, I'm a libertarian, so... I like Trump. Like I said, I didn't vote for him in 2016. I just like him because, you know, he's a fighter. He hasn't quit. I like that. That's why I'm going to vote for him. But there's a lot of people that really, conservatives that uh, think this is the last stand. That if, um, you know, he doesn't win, then, you know, we're screwed. I don't know how they're going to react. I know the other side would like that reaction if Trump loses to have these, um, you know, these, uh, uh, as you call the lunatic fringe, come out and really start (laughs) doing violence. So, you know. But, um, 
I, I, I can't tell you. I, I know personally, it, you know, whatever. Politics is politics. And uh, whatever happens, whatever happens, I'll have my own personal opinion. But, uh, you know, the president is president. So, I mean, to me, um, I, you know, I, I just don't know. that There's a lot of hard-line Republicans out there that, that really, if Trump loses, I don't know what they're going to do. But at the same time, if Biden loses... You got a lot of uh, people who really believe in him. That would, I, I, I think that uh, it's gonna be uh, real rough, and uh, I don't think we're gonna know the winner winner for a while. I, I think it won't be day after election. I think it'll take. It may take a couple weeks, and if Trump loses, it, it depends on what Trump does. I mean, Trump goes by his own set of rules, so, um, you know, he may, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, to me it's just politics, politics is politics. I'm not a politician, so, you know, it doesn't, and, you know, I mean, it matters to me, I see what ha uh, what's happening in country, and I believe, but, you know, People are going to vote for whatever they want to vote for. And you got these, you know, the, uh, um, you know, mail-in ba ballots have never been, I, I don't like them. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a very interesting question. But me, I'll accept whatever happens. Right. Well, uh, we've come to the point of the show uh, happens every week, Frank. We come down to the end of the show where we give our final thoughts. So uh, we'll get to that segment right now. Uh, my final thought is uh, pretty simple. It's going to be pretty brief. Uh, my final thought is this. Get out and vote, people. You know, this is the United States of America. This is a privilege you have. Uh, don't... You know, don't sit back and complain and gripe about everything and then not go vote. You know, get out and vote. I voted, the, you know, we have early voting uh, here in Tennessee. I went out and voted this past weekend uh, and and did that. And there was long lines there, you know. So uh, it's definitely this election is, uh, you know, definitely generate a lot of interest. So I just encourage people to get out and vote. Uh, like our intro was, you know, we rock the vote, and uh, we definitely encourage people to vote. So that's my only final thought for this week is get out and vote. And uh, next week, we'll, it'll be a day before Election Day, and uh, I'm sure we'll have some more news to uh, cover then. But uh, until then, get out and vote, people. Okay. Hey, Mark. That's good. I'm going to be voting on Election Day. I will not be wearing a gun. I think anyone that would actually bring a gun to a uh, polling place is totally stupid. Um, you're just going to incite violence. But whatever. I want to do on a positive note, though. Halloween's coming up. Kids are going to be uh, going with candy. 
uh, if you're not passing out, you know, hey, let's let's try to uh, make this a good Halloween for the kitties. You know, they don't understand what's going on. They just understand about, uh, you know, simple things. So, uh, I hope everyone has a safe Halloween. Be safe. You know, if you want to wear a mask, well, everybody's going to be wearing a mask, so I guess it doesn't matter. But um, Just be safe. Be safe for Halloween. Hopefully, I mean, on uh, Devil's Night, we we don't get a lot of violence because of the election. Well, now, now you have to, I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt your final thought, but you have to clear that up. Uh, down, down here in Tennessee, so they don't have what you call a Devil's Night. They don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a Detroit thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a Detroit thing. Uh, that's a Detroit <laughs> thing, man. So, uh, oh, yeah. In the old days, it used, know to, what, used to be a oh, cult. I, I, I remember, I remember, I remember Devil, I remember many a Devil's Night quite well, my friend. <laughs> quite well. Okay. But, uh, here in Tennessee, we don't, they don't have okay. a, what you call a Devil's Night, so let's not get, let's not encourage that. Okay. Well, listen. Stay home the day before Halloween. That's all I got to say. Everyone, have a great Halloween. Safe. Have the kids go out. Have a great time. And, uh, you want to say, uh, Mark, uh, how everybody one can, um, you know, if they listen and they want to, uh, send feedback? Oh, definitely. Then uh, go ahead and send feedback. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything to do with the show, uh, you go ahead and hit us up at tankandhatfield at gmail.com. That's all one word. Or you can hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, the Tank and Hatfield Show. Or you can reach out to us directly, send us private messages, or you send us a text, which is by how I get most of my feedback and questions. It's generally through a messenger and uh, my personal text is how I get uh, most of my feedback and uh, questions, but uh, we'll we'll take any we'll take anything we uh, anybody gives us. You know, you you have a question, comment, concern, just throw it right out to us, and uh, we'll address it. Uh, we try to address it the very next episode. Sometimes it might take a little longer, but well, we try to get around to everything. So, and we appreciate all of it. So just echo that at uh, tankinghalfhill at gmail dot com. If you got anything, just let us know. That sounds great, Mark. Hey, song's on. Hope you guys have a great week. Election's coming up. Me and Mark's gotta find a phone booth. We gotta go be your own superhero. We love you. See you next week.